0: I'm going to take your attention to 2 Samuel chapter 6, and I promise you, I have a tendency that when I'm preaching, I kind of go a little too long when people don't respond. So, if you'll start responding in the beginning, I'll get you to that Mexican restaurant in a timely manner, I promise you. Just get with me already tonight. I believe God's got a word for us. Brother Robbins, I love you. I give honor to you tonight. Thank you for your years of investment into me and this church. Thank you to Sister Raman's your kindness toward me and all of you great people. I love this church so very much. Again, David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel. 2 Samuel 6, I don't know if I told you that. And David arose and went with all the people that were with him from Baal of Judah to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts that dwelleth between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new card. Everybody say a new card and brought it out of the house of Abinadad that that was in Gibeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadad, drave the new cart. And they brought it out of the house of Abinadad, which was at Gibeah, accompanying the ark of God. And Ahio went before the ark. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood, even on harps and on psalteries and on timbrels, And on cornets and on cymbals. And when they came to Nakan's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God smote him there for his error. And there he died by the ark of God. And David was displeased because the Lord had made a breach upon Uzzah and he called the name of the place Perez Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, how shall the ark of the Lord come to me? So David would not remove the ark of the Lord unto him and to the city of David, but David carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Tonight, I want to preach to you from this simple thought, and that is, how will the glory come to me? How will the glory come to me? Would you set your Bible down, stretch your hand toward this pulpit? Would you begin to ask God to be in this house? Come on, Pentecostals, let's lift our voices and begin to pray like a people who have been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. God, we need you in the house tonight, God. Lord, I need your glory to invade this place, God. Lord, let your angels encamp around this house. God, speak to your people, God. Let an anointing settle in this house, God. Walk these aisles, God, adhere to the need of your people. Come on, Pentecostals. We, we need to get a touch of the throne right now. God, speak to us in this house right now. God, we need you, Jesus. Oh, and everybody shout in Jesus' name. You may be seated tonight. The scripture I've taken your attention to is not an unfamiliar passage of scripture. Matter of fact, most of us know the story of the young man who stretched forth his hand and God struck him dead because he did things the wrong way. We live in a very dark world, a world that's perverted, a world that's full of lust, a world that does not desire the things of God, but then they want to try to put their hands on the things of God. Can I tell you tonight that we better be careful that we're not living one way in the world and trying to live another way in the house of God. And then when the things of God begin to move, we try to stretch forth our hand. You're at risk of killing yourself if you're not careful. And I'm going to be honest with you tonight. I, I know I, I'm just among home folks, so I'm just going to preach like I'm at home tonight. And, and I just want you to understand something, church. We're living in perilous times. I, I believe the Lord's getting ready to come back at any given moment. We've make sure that when the sinner tries to find their way home that there is glory in this house. Well, I wish more people would start preaching with me. There better be glory in this house. We better have the holy ghost moving. We better have anointing like we never had. We better have Hey, I know it's Wednesday night, but I'm not interested in going through the motions. We need God in this house. And one thing you've got to understand about the Ark of the Covenant was it was not about the Ark itself that David craved. David simply wanted the presence of God more than he wanted anything else. David wanted the presence of God more than he wanted to breathe. David wanted the presence of God more than he wanted to be king. David said, above all else, God, I need your presence if I'm going to keep on going. And since David became king from the day he became king, he was determined to have the Ark of the Covenant back in Israel. Why? Because he knew that with the Ark came the presence of Almighty God. With the Ark came the blessings of God. With the Ark came the outpouring of God. With the Ark came everything I've been looking for. Hey, I'm going to tell you something, weary soul. This is everything you've been looking for. You don't need to keep looking. You just found it tonight. Right in this house, the glory of the Lord is what you've been looking for. The Holy Ghost is what you've been looking for. Because I remember, and many of us in this room, you remember the night that the Holy Ghost found you. You was messed up in your sin, but you went down to an altar. It's like the old song said, I went to a meeting one night, and my heart wasn't right, but something got a hold of me. It's the Holy Ghost in fire and it's keeping me alive I'm sorry but I'm not going to go die in the world if I'm going to die I'm going to die in the army of the Lord and David understood that if I could get the ark back in Israel if I could get the ark back if I could do that simply then I will have the glory of the Lord and this is what David did. He said, go get it. Somebody, go get it. And whatever you got to do, go get it. He said, we're going to get some singers. We're going to get some musicians. We're going to have church. And we're going to bring the presence of God back. But see, here's where you've got to understand. The ark had sat in Abinadab's house for 20 years. 20 years. His sons, if they were children when they seen it come into the house, they, they just recently reached a certain age where now they know. They should be aware of what this is. It's not just a piece of furniture, but this is the presence of Almighty God. And I'll be honest with you tonight. I was looking at this praise team, and I was, it was hard for me to comprehend the fact that that was Aniston and Bella. Because last time I seen them, they were knee-high to grasshoppers. And now they're leading worship. And and they're in the presence of God. And I'm thankful to God for apostolic young people who who don't desire to leave the presence of God. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I feel a little bold right now. But young people, you don't have to backside when you turn 18 years old. You can live for God I don't care what your friends say. I don't care what your family say. You're looking at proof you can live for God. He comes out of the hook. It doesn't matter what comes against you. You say, Well, I ain't got a car. I didn't have a car. And look at me today. Thank God for the people of God. Because I'll tell you this. And I'm just gonna be honest with you. I hate to put y'all out there like that. But I I, I promise you, Sister Missy, she'll come get you. And I promise you, Sister Sheila, she'll come get you. And Damon, he'll complain about it, but he'll come get you. They'll they'll pay your way to go to youth camp. I'm not trying to write nobody's check tonight. I'm just telling you what they did for me so I know they'll do it for you. They'll let you sleep on couches if you need to. They'll they'll buy you a McDouble if they have to. They're a little bit more expensive today, but they'll do it. And it was because there were some people that saw value in this little boy. And they said, we're not going to let you fall by the wayside. We're not going to let you go out into the world like ever. We're not going to let you suffer in the world. We're going to love you until you see the glory. We're going to try to keep you in the house until you see the glory. Well, I wish I had about 15 people that would stand to your feet and testify. We've got to see the glory. This generation has got to see the glory. I'm not interested in patty cake Pentecost. I need a move of God. He cut out of a horse here. Bring the ark, bring the glory of God back into the house. I'm not interested in fog machines. I'm not interested in smoke lights. I need the glory of God. I don't need the fabricated stuff. I need the real thing. Because this is what we realized. You can be seated. I didn't mean to work you up. This is what we realized. David said, we're going to bring it in on a cart. And although their intentions were good. Now, understand, there are many people got good intentions. I, I, I hate to tell you this, but there are a lot of people that got good intentions. The, ark, the cart would have been an easier way to carry the ark. You got to understand something. The ark was a heavy, a heavy piece of thing. It wasn't a very light thing. It took it took some strong men to carry this thing, and so this ark, this cart, it was just gonna it was gonna make it easy for them to pull it into the city. And you understand something? This new cart. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we can change methods. I'm not against changing methods, but but I don't want to change the message. And this is, this is what we've got to understand tonight. God said, listen, you've you, you got to understand something. Abinadad was of the Levitical priesthood, so they understood how to carry the, the Ark of the Covenant. And there was a specific direction that this is to be carried on the backs of men. This is not to be carried on a cart. So what are you saying, Brother White? I'm telling you tonight that this thing, we're not going to be able to find a new way to usher in the presence of God. If you're not willing to go to the prayer room, you just don't want to see it bad enough. If you're not willing to fast every now and again, you just don't want to see it bad enough. You, you can let it sit in Obed-Edom's house, but for me, I'm going to carry the cart. interested in a new way. I want to do it the old way. Show me how to pray, preacher. Show me how to fast, preacher. Show me how to preach like the elders did it. Show me how to win people like the elders did it. Because that song they just sang, it says, I want more than just stories. And I'm going to be honest with you, in Pentecost, I'm so thankful that I get to see a lot of places. I've been In a lot of places, and I'm very thankful for that. The opportunity has been great, and God's been very great to me. But one thing I have noticed is that we are hearing a lot of stories. We hear of the old revivals back on whenever. We hear of Azusa Street, and we hear of miracles that happened way back when, and we're not seeing it happen for us now. I'm convinced tonight that the reason being is because we have been trying to carry the glory of God on a cart. We've been trying to carry the glory of God in a new way. We want to make it easier to usher in the presence of God. We want to make it more simple for people, but I'm going to tell you something tonight. Church, you're not going to get it in here by doing it more simple, by doing it easier. You're going to have to put it on your back and say, I'll carry the burden. You want to know how we see healing, miracle, signs, and wonders? Somebody's got to get a burden and say, I'll carry the glory. Whoa. I'm going to be honest with you. It's not going to be from quiet prayer rooms. It's not going to be from empty altars. It's not going to be from motivational speakers. Somebody's got to preach the word of God. Somebody's got to get a hold of God. Somebody's got to fast until they feel something shake in their household. I don't know about the rest of you, but I still got lost loved ones that need this message desperately. I need the glory in my house. I'm just going to be honest with you. In Pentecost, we're having an issue right now where people really don't want to do all it takes in order to have revival. We say we want revival, but we won't do what it takes to have revival. We're not just going to have revival from patty cake. We're not going to have revival from just barely getting by. Somebody's going to have to do the work of an evangelist and say, I will do whatever it takes, God. I fervently believe that the greatest revival for Tupelo, Mississippi is not behind us. I'm very honored and thankful that I'm standing behind a pulpit, uh, that was established by men like Brother Greenway and men like Brother Klepper and men like Brother Foster. I'm thankful that I'm standing behind a pulpit from mighty men, Brother Robbins and and several others who have stood behind this pulpit and boldly proclaimed the Acts 2.38 message. But I'm going to tell you something, church, if I'm not in the prayer room, if I'm not seeking the face of God, it all avails to nothing, but I've got to get in the presence of Almighty God. I need the glory of God in my life. I need the glory of God to shine in my church I need the glory of God to shine in my house I need the glory of God I don't know about the rest of you but I'm so desperate tonight to have the glory of God oh my God my God because we're facing a world that if we don't tell our children how to pray they'll teach them something We're living in a world where the church of Satan is being glorified over the church of the living God. We're living in a world that wants to tell us that that depression is normal and everybody's going through it. But my Bible tells me the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm not against medicine and all that stuff, but if I could just tell you right now, you wonder why you're fighting depression, you better get to an altar and say, God, I need an overdose of the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm not interested in being depressed and having panic attacks and anxiety. I need the glory of God in my life. How will the glory come to me? David had to get a hold of one understanding that it was not meant to be carried the way that they were carrying it. And so what David did was he took the ark and sat in Obed-Edom's house. That was not where God wanted it to be, but that's where it's sat. Sometimes I think that in Pentecost, we think that the power of God is only resident in our churches. But you better believe something. If, if the Pentecostals won't act right, God will give the revelation to a Baptist somewhere. And they might have a church that says Baptist, but they're Jesus' name, holiness believers. You say, Brother White, that ain't going to happen. Well, you, you must be mistaken. You drive down to Atlanta, there's a big old Baptist church where the pastor preaches emphatically. You better be baptized in Jesus' name. You got to have the Holy Ghost evidence by speaking in tongues, And you got to live a life of holiness and separation from the world. got to have the glory. God, don't give it to somebody else, God. God, I want it in my life. God, I want it in my home. I want it in my church. I want the glory of God. The Bible lets us know that some things only come by prayer and fasting. Thank God that he's given us a way that we can do this. He has not left us in the dark on this. He has not left us questioning things. The good thing about this Bible that we have is that God gives us instructions on how to live our lives that will be conducive to his presence living in our lives. He said, "If you if you want to get my attention, I, I'm not I'm not interested in sacrifices of bulls and bullocks anymore." He said, "I just need your life. I need you to show me that you want my attention. I need." You- He's looking right now down in Tupelo, Mississippi, in a church right now that's got heritage and revival, that's got history of revival, and he's saying, do you really want an apostolic life? Do you really want it, cedar grove? Do you really want revival? Do you really want to see souls saved? Do you really want to see your family come back to God? Do you really want to see them feel? I wish a mama that's been praying a long time would stand to your feet and begin to praise God because I believe they're on the way. Uh oh come on church I I hope you ain't got tired already my God they've been shouting up in the football stadium all Sunday long for a team that ain't never done anything for why wouldn't we shout for a God who's done everything for us Some of you shout louder for old Missing. your are shouting right now. <laughs> oh <Whoa>, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest with you, church, I'm getting so fed up of seeing my generation backslide. I'm getting so fed up with you. I'm going to be honest We can i just be honest with you. I, I look around this building tonight, and my heart's just a little bit grieved because I don't see the ones that I was in youth group with, Brother Robbins. I don't see the ones that, that were in Cedar Grove when I came to Cedar Grove. And I keep thinking to myself, God, where are we missing out? Where is my generation missing out? And I fervently believe that the presence of God just became an ornamentation to them. Because when you're raised around it, when you see it so often when, when, you, when you're when you not raised to reverence I'm not saying you parents didn't do that I'm just saying this is what happens when we see our young people begin to leave the church I start to grieve my soul because I pray for the day that I see some of the friends that I had come back to God I pray for the day that they leave these charismatic churches that ain't doing them no good and come back to a holiness teaching church come back to a Jesus name church come back to a church that preaches that you can be delivered you can be set free you're not know have to be bound. You don't have to be messed up in that sin. You can live in freedom. I pray every day. I'll be honest with you. I I don't want to embarrass nobody, but I pray so often for, for some of my friends. I pray so often that, you know, some of the friends I went to youth camp with, they're not in church either. People I shouted and danced with. I remember. See, some of y'all don't know this, but this church used to have hanging lights. It wasn't pretty, but we—it we, was dark in here. It was awful. We had red carpet, which made it feel more like a Baptist church. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something when Sister Sheila got to hitting them keys when this church started worshiping I'm telling you we didn't play around back in the day at Cedar Grove I, I'm just talking about Cedar Grove right now I'm not talking about outside life okay but we didn't play around we, we, I remember I, I'm, Sister Missy I remember Zach shouting so hard he collapsed into the floor and was speaking in tongues I, I believe he's going to do it again one of these days I, I just have enough faith to believe God's going to bring him and Andrew back in Jesus' My, my, maybe you ain't got enough faith to believe it, but I'm telling you, I know there's been tears shed. I know there's been prayers prayed, and I got enough faith to believe God's gonna bring them back home. Yeah. Whoa. I remember services where I'll never forget the first time I brought my Mormon friend to church. That was the first time in my life This is a true story. I can't make this up. That's the first time in my life I ever seen, and I'm not trying to offend him, I promise. That was the first time I ever seen Brother Robbins hook and buck. I could not believe he'd done that while my Borman friend was here. And I'll never forget, Sister Rita Robbins, she took out running. I said, oh my God. Now, most of you know, Brother Romans don't normally not preach. But that was the first Sunday night, I think, in the history of this church that didn't nobody preach. Because we had throw-down church. And I never forget. This going to make you laugh. I'm not trying to make you laugh. I never forget Sister Deborah. She ran back there to my Mormon friend because Pastor caught all the young people on the platform. So he was back there by himself, and I saw it. I saw Sister Deborah Kitchen back there. She said, come on that worship. I saw my Mormon friend go. We got in the car. I said, you didn't know white folks had church like that, did you? He said, I didn't know anybody had church like that. He said, I ain't never come back to this Pentecostal church. I'm just telling you what happened when, when I saw the glory come into this house. When I seen the glory come into this house, people were moved to an altar that had never... I've seen drug addicts come down to this altar in this church why do we believe God wouldn't do it again I've seen ex-convicts get the Holy Ghost down here at this church why would not we not believe God could do it again hey we've seen too much Cedar Grove we've seen too much apostolic life God's getting ready to bring the glory back into this house he, lift your voice church I feel an unction of the Holy Ghost moving in this room somebody needs to obey the Holy Ghost right now you've been sitting on that pew keeping it warm long enough you need to stand and give God the praise he's worthy oh come on. don't let but, Brother Cocker run by himself why don't one of you young men run with him what oh you feel that right now That's the Holy Ghost moving into this room. Somebody obey the Holy Ghost right now. Oh, come on. Don't stop, church. Don't stop because you get a little tired. The, pray, the best praise you can give God right now is not the one you feel but it's the one you force you ought to push out a hallelujah push out a thank you Jesus push out an aisle run push out a dancing in the aisle <laughs> Oh, come on, child. I feel the glory moving into this house right now. What do you need from God? I believe right now is a moment where God's ready to meet your need. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sister kitchens. I believe God can grab a hold of your boys. I believe God can grab a hold of your boy. Oh mama Wow He He cut her dada He cut her dada bah He He cut her dada Oh Jesus He There it is right there There it is right there How If you ain't got the Holy Ghost in this room this be a good moment for you to get it right now